So today we're going to start to talk about um, our financial wellness journey and um, and what it is our first financial lit topic from what we talked about last week. We had the top 10 financial lit topics that um, we want to make sure that you guys are have a literacy on and understand um, so you can uh, so you can better organize your financial life. So today we're going to go with our first one. I'm so excited to start this journey because I believe that it, it, it's, it's affects everyone. And, um, even if you're, you can even make this into something that you think about the framework. So, so the, the, the quote that I want to give you today is to start on a journey of a budget and organization of your finances. Budgets are just mainly pictures. I don't believe in starting a budget without having historical numbers. What does that mean? That means that you, you have numbers, you're tracking what you're spending because you don't understand. You might think you know what things cost. But do you really know how much you're paying for it? Do you really know how much you're spending on it? You don't unless you're tracking what you're spending. And budgeting is really straightforward if you use your historical numbers by starting with your tracking. Before you even set up a budget, track what you have done so far. Track what you have spent and track what, what, what your, your income is and what you're bringing in. So that is going to be my, my starting point on teaching you guys about the different budget methods, which one I prefer, and why I prefer certain budget methods. But before we even talk about that, we need to talk about money mindfulness. So my number one thing about money mindfulness is, and I truly believe this, and I'm full of these little um, sayings that I'm always uh, working on to motivate myself and motivate other people, because I believe in positivity. If you are not positive about your life or you're not positive about the things, no matter how bad it is, glass half full always works better for me in my 48 years um, as opposed to the glass half empty. Because with, with looking at things glass half full, I give myself different perspective on how to, to make it better. It's good, but how do I make it better? So, so my main... Th- Topic for this part of it, my main saying for I, what I want you guys to think about when you're beginning this journey is being grateful. Great mindfulness, money mindfulness starts with gratefulness, a mind of contentment, understanding that where you're at. And that's another saying I always say when people ask me, what is a good number for this or what is a good number for that? Whatever God have given you in that in your situation in life, it's enough. Do you know what that number is? You might not know, but if you're a faithful person, you know, you believe he's given you enough for that moment and you need to work with what he's given you. So that gift, whether it's $10 an hour or $100 an hour or $200 an hour, that's what he's giving you then to at that point in your life. And it's up to you to start to work within whatever he's given you. So financial wellness to me is a peace of mind. It comes with financial security, the freedom of choice to maintain your financial resource now and the future. Budgeting is basically totally taking control of your money, your money, your decision. 
taking control. That's what budgeting is. Making your decisions, making mindful decisions, understanding what you're spending your money with on and being comfortable with that. It doesn't have, it's not a right or a wrong way to spend money. There are people who prioritize going on a vacation every year. Some people are happy doing something in their house with that money that they're saving. They have a saving spot. They want to um, do over their floors and they're happy with that. They don't want to go on a vacation. They would rather do their floors over. So whatever it is that you choose to make a goal, you have to be comfortable with that goal. Don't go on the vacation and then regret it later. Plan for it, you know, save for it, make that your goal and, and, and achieve your goal and be comfortable with that's your goal. Don't go spending money on things that you think you need or you think you want and then regret it later. That is for that. This advice is for people who have millions and billions of dollars. And these, this advice is for people who have $10 or $20 because you could, you could go to the 99 cent store and stock up on crap that you don't need. Or you could go to restaurant restoration hardware and buy furniture that costs tens of thousands of dollars that you regret later. So make sure where you're spending your money, you're comfortable with it because it's your choice what you're spending your money in. So budget is one of the most fundamental financial topics. That's why I'm starting with it. Personal finance is everyone should know. Every single person needs to understand their personal finance. You know, in short, budget is deciding whether, where and how you're allocating your money. Your decision, you decide, you take control of it. It is in your hands. So it is something that you control. You cannot say, I don't know where my money is. If you don't know where your money is, then that is your responsibility. You are not taking responsibility for it. So first you have to have the mindfulness of gratefulness, the attitude of gratitude. Because if you're thankful for what you have right now, you will somehow make it work for you. That does not mean you should thrive for more. You know, my, one of my other saying is you take what you get until you get what you want. So you might start off buying a one bedroom condo, but you want to live in a five bedroom house. How are you going to get to that? You're not going to get to that as your first house. Your first house is not going to be your dream house. So you're going to have to take what you get until you get what you want. It's a building block, you know. The wall takes one brick at a time to build. And if you don't start having that mindset and want everything at the end, then financial wellness will be a hard thing for you to, to take hold of and, and, and consult. So having that mindfulness, the attitude of gratitude, um, you know, your money mindset in the right place is the starting, the implementation of how, how to do this, you know. Some people have struggled over time because their, their issue, one, their number one issue is staying committed to what they're doing. So, you know, you need to have the right mindset, the right mindfulness in order for you to, to be, be, be able to commit to what you're doing. You know, a budget is ne uh, uh, it's not a right method for anyone. You have to find something that works for you. You know, if you're going to spend money at the 99 cent store, make sure it's something that you want. Make sure you something that you need. You know the difference. Make sure it's not just, 
you're buying it just to buy it, impulse buy. You know, make sure that when you spend your money, you are not regretting, you're allocating properly. So, you know, find a strategy that works for you best. So that's one of the things about budgeting. We, we talked about last week when we spoke about budget that there are several different options when it comes to bu budgeting. There's the, I'm going to explain again, go over again, the few different topics, the of the of budgeting and then I'm going to explain to you guys and I'm going to go into detail on my pre, my preference for budget use and why it is my preference. So of course we have the 50 30 20% um budget system which allocates 50% of your money to your needs such as your housing, your insurance, your transportation, 30% of your income towards your wants, which is your eating, your shopping, your travel, your et cetera. And then finally, 20% of your income goes towards savings and or debt. If you have debt, then you would want to put most of that to debt. I don't believe in putting the hundred percent to debt, but because I still believe that you should be saving at least in your retirement fund. Um, but you want to start paying off your debt when, when it comes to, if you have significant, um, unsecured credit card debt, which I too do not believe in credit card debt. I do not believe in paying interest, um, for something. There are circumstances where you have to do it, but it cannot be a way of life for you. Then it, you know, if you decide on living off credit cards as a way of life, then that is not financial wellness. That is like going on a binge diet and getting fatter after you get off the diet. So you do not want to do that. You become more more fat and more unhealthy after you get off the diet. So I, no, I do not believe on living off debt. I believe that debt can be, or unsecured debt, unsecured debt, credit card debt. Let's just make sure we understand what kind of debt, because there's all different kinds of debt. Um, so my issue is, is credit card debt. I do not believe in credit card debt. And um, so my thing is, if you do, if you do have debt, that's something you need to significantly work on and start paying off that before you, you allocate more to savings, at least put what you're matched on in your 401k and, and take the rest and try to pay off your debt. The, the, the normal thing is pay off the small one first and keep working at it. The second, um, budget method is the zero, um, base bust budget method, which, in, which, which uses the budget method. This, this method uses the spending and on a monthly basis, your income and allocating to several budget categories. So the end is zero. It is similar to the 50, 30, 20, except, you know, you're allocating your money maybe in a different, um, percentage allocation, but in the end it's a hundred percent. You know, so, so with the 50, 30, 20, it's a hundred percent of your budget of your money there. It's going to be, it's the same thing with the zero budget, but it might be a different allocation depending on what works for you. Then we have the envelope system. The envelope system is, can be used with other things too, but this is the way this is using cash. You know, basically this strategy is you have envelopes for each category in which you put your cash that you're available to spend each month. And then when the envelope is empty, you're done spending in that category. Not a big fan of this one, but, um, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. So the, the, the last one that we're going to dis discuss is the budget apps. So there are many, many different apps and every day there's a new one that comes out. So basically you would have to look at the ones that you 
like and you prefer, there's Mint, which is owned by Intuit. That one is a good one. Um, then there's You Need a Budget. There's there's um, Personal Capital. There's Everyday Dollar. There's a whole bunch of them that are out there um, that you can use. There's even some of them with your banks. You know, Chase has an app that, that has to do with budgeting and savings and things like that. Um, Bank of America has one. All the other big banks also have a few of them that are trying to help you to understand because um, electronic ways of doing your budget is one of the, I believe, the 21st century way to do this. And it also saves you a lot of time. When I used to do books, you know, for my dad, he didn't have a computer. So it used to be everything by hand. When I used to pay his bills it's by hand, it took hours to reconcile, to pay, to make sure I know what's going where, to add everything up. And it was a daunting task because it took a lot of time. Well, in today's busy society, we don't have a lot of time for this. So that's one of the reasons I make, I rep, re, I recommend using one of the budget apps, any one that you prefer, any one that will work for you that, you know, even start off with one from your bank that, um, that you can use. So with those, it's like so easy. Like today, if you actually look at how you, when you do your bills, when I go on to do my, my, my bills online, everything is set up in my online bill pay. So all I have to do is a few of them. I have to enter what I'm paying. Uh, some of them is automatically because it's a mortgage or it's something that's the same amount every, every month. It's automatically done that way. I don't even have to do anything for that. I set it up for a, a specific time and it's already there. So it takes me minutes to pay my bills every month as opposed to hours paying my bills before. And it takes me a fraction of the time to, to download all my statements into my software, um, in my credit card statement and my bank statement in order to, to reconcile all my expenses and things like that for my home. And to look at my thing, it's seconds. I can do it on my app while I'm waiting at the airport, or I can do it on my computer. I mean, it just kind of depends on where, what you want to do. So for my, my thing is there's no reason not to be tracking what you're spending. There is no reason because it's so much easier today to take control of your money than it was in your granddad's or even your dad's generation. So all of us can be able to take control of our money. So, so one of the reasons I also choose um, the app way of, of working with, with your finance and doing your budget is it's easy for you to see your historical numbers. Frankly, if you put cash in an envelope and you have receipts, it, it, you'll have to sit at the end of the month. If you remember to put your receipt in, you can, you're budgeting, but you, you know, you have $500 for this, $500 for that. With the rate of inflation and how things are, if you budgeted $5 for a dozen eggs a year ago, now eggs are $10. How do you know you're budgeting the right amount? You're putting the right amount of cash in each envelope to, to, is the right amount for you or is that what you're supposed to be spending so times change the cost of things change so your budget has to change and the way that your that will change the way your budget will change is by you tracking what it cost before having the historical data so with the envelopes you're not necessarily tracking what what you're spending if, if $500 goes in the grocery um thing why did you why are your money out of growth from your grocery why 
is it halfway through the month and you spent all your money? You don't know because you didn't track what cost more, what didn't cost more. When it comes to, to you know, your, your with budget item, when I go to Publix here, they electronically send me my receipt. I take a look at my receipt. I understand what I'm spending things on, why certain things are way. Oh, FPL went up. Okay, this went up. Why did it go up? I'd have to understand why it went up. So, so the budget apps helps you to easily track your spending. It helps you to understand what you have done before and what you have spent money on before. So you don't, you, you can go back and look at it. The picture is worth a million dollars, you know, so, you know, you see things in a picture when you're looking at it that you don't see with the naked eye. So you Looking back at your picture is the only way that you're going to understand if you're controlling your money or your money is controlling you. What are you spending your money on? Is it that what you want to spend your money on? You know, did you, if you bought something, some furniture and you look at it like, oh my gosh, I spent $15,000 on that. Why did I do that? Looking at it as part of my budget. Did I want that? Am I going to enjoy that? Because now you feel if you do that and you're feeling guilty about doing, doing that, and then you have an issue, you know, when you go to Costco, you're, you're complaining about what you're buying if you want to eat a piece of fish. So you need to understand that, you know, not feel guilty. You don't want to feel guilty about what you're spending your money on. You want to be comfortable with what you're spending your money on. If you're feeling guilty on items that you're buying and you're having that guilt later or you're having the guilt, whatever, then you do not have the proper mindset. Your money mindset needs to be reallocated. Your money mindset needs to be recalculated because you're emotions go into money. Whether you like this or not, emotions is full-fledged into money. We, our, our emotions is what dictate what we spent our money on. You think about that. Every single person, yes, we, we look at things and we try to understand what we're doing, but emotions are still going into that. So we still have to be tracking and checking our emotions. When we're checking our numbers, that checks our emotions. It kind of reminds us. So having that historical data, going back to last month and seeing what you spent your money on. How much did you spend on coffee? Do you want to be spending that much on coffee? If not, maybe you can go buy coffee three times a week and make coffee one two times at home so you decide that you decide what you want to do if you want to go on that vacation then that's a way to figure out how you can cut something out that you normally couldn't have afford you can you, you look at what it is that you want to do okay i'm not i don't believe in deprivation so i don't i'm not going to tell you never to go buy your coffee you need to treat yourself because I like treating myself too. I would never give up my coffee, but that was one of my issues. So I stopped, stopped going to Starbucks five times and I went, I go once or twice now and I make my coffee the other times. So those are the decisions that you, when, when you look at your picture, you are able to make those decisions. You cannot say you don't know where your money is. You cannot with tracking your money on one of these budget apps, tracking your downloading your credit card into your budget app, downloading your bank account into your, your credit, your, your, your app, 
helps you to see categorizing what you're spending on and then you can compare it to the year before you can compare it to the year after that as as you keep having historical numbers there you can compare five years i compare five years number sometimes so it, you know you can check what you paid on that vacate for that vacation you know you can look at what it is you can look at how it is and if you don't like what you're spending when you are tracking your money you can change it it is all up to you so one of the other reasons I decide on I like app um, budgeting is because of digital money. Um, I know my kids, they don't spend any cash. They don't have any cash in their wallet. I don't spend any cash today. Years and years ago, a few decades ago, we used to have one credit card. The statement comes at the end of the month, and that's how you know how much you spend. Today, I can look up my Amex every single day. How much did I spend? How much... Did my husband spend? How much did my son spend? Are we, you know, spending? What are we spending on? So you can check your credit card statement or your credit card bill every day, every time. You can know what you're spending. You can see if you're overspending. You can do this all the time. You can do it while you're waiting for your coffee. You can do it while you're waiting for your kid at school. It's something that can be done all the time. There's no, you know, there's no like time where you got to go sit down and put a specific time just for that. Yes, you might want to do once a month, take an overview and look at things, but you, you'll know once you start tracking, you'll know, you know, digital currency is something that's here to stay. You know, I don't know when they're going to come up with a universal digital currency, but we have all these different wallets. We have contests contactless payments that after COVID, you know, during COVID is one of the things that were, I mean, you could even buy alcohol online now and they bring it to your house. So there's all these different things that, you know, you don't need cash. Nobody has cash. I, I honestly don't use a lot of cash. My kids don't use a lot of cash. So in short, you know, people trust, you know, the banks and the traditional ways and payments and things like that. But they're doing it with digital money. We're not even dealing with checks now. I, be, I have one checkbook for one account and you know, it's, it's barely once upon a blue moon, we deal with check. Even at church there, there is, they take payments through Venmo and Zelle and you know, you can do automatic out of your account and things like that. So, you know, paying electronically is, is not the wave of the future. It is the future. It's now, it's now and the future. And I'm sure that the digitization of money is, is going to create, you know, um, it's, it's here to stay and it will continue. So that's one of the things that, you know, you need, we need to look at, and it actually helps you your, you as the customer to actually look at your data. So one, that's one of the things you can track everything. If you're spending it on your credit card, your debit card, your bank account, if you're not spending cash, you can track. It's easily trackable. You don't have to even save your receipt, paper receipt. You take a picture of your receipt and that's good. The IRS accepts PDFs. So if you need receipts for IRS, it can be electronic. So you don't even need to keep any papers, save some trees, you know? So this trend is here to stay. Technology is something that's being used. You know, it's it, the, the, the old way of doing things is not, it's not what it is 
today. So that is one of the reasons I totally believe in tracking on an app or tracking on a software. You know, my original software that I started using was Quicken years and years ago for my personal finance. And, and I use um, the other for my business finance. So everything today, it's not, it's not a ledger anymore. It's not a little thing that you balance your checkbook, but this is great because it saves us a lot of time and it helps us to understand what we're doing. You know, downloading all this information from your bank or your credit card to your app or to your software helps you to see, you know, once you categorize everything and you look at your monthly expense, you see what you're spending on everything and you have to be comfortable. If you're not comfortable with what you see, you change it. You can do it. You control your money. You're the one that's doing it. And we're going to continue on our series on top 10 lit financial literacy, things that we need to look at um, on and what we need to talk about in order to get you guys on, on being financial savvy. This is the Modern Savvy CPA. Next week, we are going to cover another topic on our top 10 financial lits. The information and views on this video is provided for specific subject matter only and does not reflect official opinion or position of the Modern Savvy CPA LLC or Sharon Parmeshwar CPA. The Modern Savvy CPA LLC or Sharon Parmeshwar CPA were not engaged in providing legal tax or accounting services. Before taking any action based on this information, we strongly encourage you to consult with a professional accounting or tax advisor about your specific situation.